John chapter 20. <laughs> Starting with verse 24. If you have it, say amen. <clears throat> now Thomas called twin. One of the 12 was not with them when Jesus came. Wasn't with them. Verse 25. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my whole hand into his side, I will not believe except I touch his handprint with my hand and put my hand in his side. I don't care what y'all say. I don't care who you think you saw. I do not believe and I will not believe. I want to talk about for a few minutes. Thank God I'm healed, but what about these scars? I thank God I'm healed, but I got a question. What about these scars. God, I thank you for this opportunity to stand and minister your word to your people. Have your way in the midst of us. Move by your power, your spirit. Let your anointing that makes preaching easy take over this place. Use us to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Thank God I'm healed. But what about these scars? We, we have been talking about for the last two times we've been together. Um, last Sunday, I ministered from the subject, I told the devil that I'm filing, I told death that I'm filing for a divorce. And many of us danced and we praise God because we realize that we have been now divorced since we found Jesus or since Jesus has found us. We have now divorced ourselves with the past mistakes that we've made, with our sin life of the past, with all of the treacherous things and the down dirty things that we did. Not the devil pushed us into most of that stuff we went to on our own. We, we ran to and we prayed. Praise God because we are now divorced from death and now are walking in new life. Anybody glad about that? Amen. Amen. I got to preach fast for y'all go back to sleep. All right. So, so, I, but I found out that although we are divorced from the enemy, each one of us carries evidences of the marriage of the marriage. Yeah, I don't care. I, and I've never been divorced, so I can only get my, my information from people who have and, and other sources that I have to, to get this information. And most of the people that I've talked to who had real nasty divorces will say, I wanted to get as far away from that joker. Um, you didn't say joker. You said quarter dime. Yeah, I wanted to get away from that. Yeah. Get away from, and some of y'all said a little extra, which I can't put into the words of this sermon. 
yeah, yeah. I want to get as far away from that person as I possibly could. Maybe you didn't marry them. Maybe you had a close relationship with them, and they were your love at one time. And you said, hey, 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 I got to get far away from them. I can't, they were bad for me. I hate them. I can't stand them. I wish I had never met them. And some have moved across town. Others have moved to another state. Others have moved to other countries just to get away from your past. But even no matter where you've moved to, no matter if you changed your phone number, if you threw that whole cell phone in the trash, if you, if you went to the uttermost parts of the world to get away, you still have some remnants of that relationship. Some have even tattooed themselves with the name or symbol of their forever love, yet to find out that the ink lasts longer than the relationship. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I look at how some artists um, or, or, or some Hollywood stars, uh, uh, as instead of buying rings, they tap their finger as a sign or a symbol that we are forever together and as long as I have this skin, I'll have you in my life. And then they get divorced a week after the tattoo drives. I don't know who I'm talking to, but it's about four or five of y'all in the room and four or five that's not here today that'll get the CD that will admit that most of us have what I call battle scars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, let's be real for a few minutes. You know there were some people that warned us not to get connected? You know, they told us, Jabbo ain't no good. Junebug ain't even right. That girl a trick. You don't need to be with her. She done been with you and all your boys, and you and you got your nose wide open. You sprung. Your, your head just bobbing. You don't know your nose wide open. Now, you don't need to be bothered with them. And we ignored the warnings. Oh, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. You, you don't know how he makes me feel. You don't know what she's doing for me. And, and we ignored the warnings only to find out that the person that warned us was right. So in order to save face, in order to, to avoid embarrassment, in order to keep from them saying, I told you so, we tried to hide any evidence of the incident. We try to put it away from us. Many believe that we are delivered from our past. The way that we are delivered by our past is to conceal the events of it. If I can hide what I've been through, if I can hide my scars, then it makes proof that I'm delivered. If it's out of my face, then I'm delivered from it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Christians have been taught never to show their scars. Yeah, this is a breeding ground for liars. Oh, yeah, let me say it so you can get it good on tape. Church is a breeding ground for liars. Got that? Got it on camera? Got my good side? Thank you. The reason that I say that is we've been taught to come to church to lie. Yeah, we come to church and, and, and we cover it up. We put it away. We shut up about it. 
We look straight ahead like we don't know what the preacher talking about. We be careful about what we say amen too loud too. Especially when it gets on our street, we kind of just kind of kind of wave that hand on the slide because we don't want to reveal that we may have scars in that area. Oh, come on. Let me be real. Half the time that I'm up preaching to you, I'm sharing with you about my scars. Unless it's about homosexuality. I don't have a scar in that area. No scars there. Just in case some of y'all been watching too much TV and think everybody. Oh, y'all. No scars there. I found out that millions, I mean, Americans spent $7 billion last year in beauty products and cosmetics. $7 billion. That's not even cosmetic surgery. That's just makeup. Just makeup. I hear you clapping, baby. I hear you. I hear you. Cosmetics means, I looked it up, cosmetic means serving to beautify the body, especially the face and the hair. Now, anybody that has been around me for over 20 minutes know that I'm an advocate of encouraging yourself. You got to encourage yourself. Now, 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 we, we use, well, ladies use makeup. Makeup is supposed to enhance, to put the polish or the shine or the sheen to what's already there. It's supposed to bring out the beauty in a woman. And I agree that women should have something. Now, I know those of us that were brought up in the old school, sanctified church, we were taught that you do not wear makeup. That's the spirit of Jezebel. You don't wear that. You don't have no red lipstick. You going to hell. Back in the day, you don't have no rudge, whatever that is on your face because that just that you look like a clown you look like the world with a you yeah you look like the world you 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 and you walked around plain face and the, the most that you could do was get a little Vaseline and grease your lips and you look like a sanctified mess you had more moisture on your face than you, on your lips than you had on your face Junk all dry, had two toned skin just looking like uh, like it's plaid. <laughs> Hair jacked up, feet hard as bricks, hand looks like your boxer. Encourage yourself. Do you not know, do you not know that when you are down or when you are depressed or when you're, feel, when you're feeling like you're not adequate, if you go get your face done and get a pedicure and a manicure, you feel better about yourself? Now, it's, it, hell can still be going on all around you, but at least you're pretty going through it. Oh, y'all don't, y'all playing. That's what's wrong with some of y'all. Y'all walking around here looking depressed. Go get your hair did and your nails did. Go somewhere and get yourself together. I 
mean, go to, I, I know money is an, is an issue, but go to the store and go to the newest fragrance and tell her when she gets ready to spray that card. You can see the spray. When she spray, just step in it. And what are oh, y'all playing? Oh, I got to get real. I used to go when I couldn't afford cologne. I'd go to the counter and wait till the man leave. Have picked out what I like, smelling it like I'm finna buy it. And soon as he turned his head, pop, 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 pop. And walk down the hall, walk down the mall, and people will stop you and say, "What is that you got on? That is nice." And I look at them and go, "Yeah, that's some." Mm -hmm. So I agree. I agree that you ought to beautify yourself, and, and cosmetics do that. But when I also kept looking up the term cosmetics, it's the other thing I found. It says something superficial that is used to cover a deficiency or a defect. It also says decorative rather than functional. Lacking depth or significance. So we've come to church and many of us have a side gig. We are Christian cosmetologists. Because we have become good at covering junk up. We know how to soften our scars and how to find the right concealer. And then how to blend the right makeup or foundation with that concealer. And then once we get it on evenly so the scar won't show, then we'll, get a, 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 we'll dust a light coat of powder to help the makeup set. We'll dust ourselves so that it will be right and, and the scars won't show. We do it every Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in church, we do the same thing. We soften our scars by pointing everybody else's out. My scar ain't that bad because look at hers. Um, my scar ain't that bad. Look at his. And I keep the attention off of me by pointing at everybody else. Then we conceal and blend our makeup with a bunch of church talk and a bunch of church activity. How you doing? Highly favored. I asked you, how are you doing? I don't understand what you just said. What is that? We hide behind spirituality so that people won't recognize our scars. And then we dust it with praise. When God is trying to deal with who we are on the inside, we hollering, hallelujah, shut up. And listen to what God is saying to you. You know, um, let me say this. You know people that fall out before you pray for them? God has a word to speak into their life and you get ready to talk to them as soon as you get to them. And preachers used to be feel good about that because they let them feel a sense of power. They would get up and the people would go out under the power of God. And, and, but the thing was, God had something to say to them. So now you come up here and fall out all you want to. I'm going to tell them, get them up. 
Baby, wake up and listen to what I got to say. Now, once you get the message, you can lay on back down there and get you a nap. But before they listen to what God is saying to you, just fall out of the drop. But we do these things to hide our scars. We openly dance and shout about our deliverance, but we closely guard the details of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talk about how we came out, but we don't talk about how we went through. Everyone sees the glory, but don't nobody know the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we hide our scars. We, we try to do everything to conceal it. We don't want nobody to know where we came from because I've been divorced from my past. But baby, I don't care how divorced you are. You got some remnants. You got some souvenirs on you from your past. Now I understand you've been delivered, you've been set free, you've been redeemed, and I thank God for that. In fact, I thank God that I'm healed. I thank God that I'm delivered. But what about these scars? John 20 and 27 says it like this. Then he, which is Jesus, said to Thomas, reach your finger here. And look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Now, Pam, I had to look at that because I had to ask God a question there that baffled me. The more I read it, the more question I had. So yesterday I had to ask God, I was like, God, let me ask you this now, Jesus, now, 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 you were here on earth for, th- for 33 years, and you went up on the cross, and you suffered at the hands of man. And the Bible says that when G- Jesus told him before he went up on the cross, he said, no man could take my life, but I lay my life down. And just like I lay my life down, I can pick my life back up again. So Jesus was already bold in his statement saying, I got the power to die and I got the power to get up from death. And they put Jesus on the cross and and the Bible says that they, they pierced his hands and they pierced his feet and they pierced his side and put a crown of thorns on his head and they whipped him all night long. Then he had the bruises from carrying the cross and then he gets up on the cross and then after he's up on the cross, they humiliate him by giving him vinegar to drink when he said that he was thirsty and the Bible says that he died. Yeah, yeah. If I was in a Baptist church, see, when you're in a Baptist church, they know something when you say Jesus died. Because he, he died, and when he died, he was so important that, that the, the people who were over the hotel of hell put everybody out. So they can combine the rooms and get a suite for Jesus, because as a matter of fact, the Bible says that hell and death opened up the graves, and those who were dead got up when he died, and they started walking around alive again because they had to make room for Jesus, and and Jesus dies, and they take him off the cross and put him in a tomb, and when he gets to the tomb, he doesn't stay there. He goes to hell, and he rescues the captives that are in hell, and the Bible says that he has the keys to death 
hell and the grave. And then he comes back on Sunday morning with all power in his hands and he pushes the stone away and steps out of the sarcophagus. It would have seemed to me that it would have been a greater statement of God's power and his authority if he had walked out of the grave spotless. It would have made more sense to me, Daddy, if Jesus, when he was resurrected, didn't have any scars that man had put on him. It would have made him look like God. I'm, I, you whipped me, you beat me, you hurt me, you bruised me, but I'm going to show you what kind of power I got. I step out of the grave with none of that you afflicted me with. Yet, Jesus chose to keep his scars. Wow, that won't mean nothing to you until you get home. But it sure blessed me. He decided to keep his scars. Even he told his disciples, you can't touch me because I have not ascended to my father yet. And, and Jesus was in his glorified body because the Bible says that he was walking through walls and he was just appearing. He was just showing up and meeting his disciples out of thin air. Yet with all of this power, he kept. His scars. Thomas said, unless I touch Jesus' scars, I will not believe. He shows up and Jesus says, Thomas, come and touch my scars. Well, I got to tell you what scars will do for you. Number one, my scars are my journal, or a journal of my test. The scars of my past are a recollection of the test that I have been given by God. They are often the proof of my graduation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You've been through a test. How is it that you're ready to go to the next level? How is it that you're ready to go through the, to the next dimension? My scars have legitimized me for graduation. Yeah, 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 yeah. God allowed me to go through this, and I went through it, and I got the scars to prove that I've been through the test, and I've been through the trial, and here's my proof. Here's my credit hours that allows me to graduate to the next level. That's number one. Number two, you better catch me. You go to sleep, you'll be left. My scars are a testament to others. I can't tell somebody my scars have a story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My scars have, hold on, let me make sure. Hit, hit a key right quick. Hit me a key. Ah, what key is that? C sharp, uh-huh, put me in the B flat. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to make sure y'all were here, all right? Y'all are here. Um, y'all here? All right, man. Caller, are you there? Because let me tell y'all something. Let me move from there for a second, because y'all sitting at me looking at me like I'm crazy. Everybody in here got scars, and some of them are in places that you can't expose because they too close to private areas. Y'all know how I am. When y'all looking at me like that, that means I got to get in your business in order to wake you up. Yeah, yeah, some of y'all have gotten some scars that you've been hiding, and God says that you got to be able to talk about your scars. My scars, I can talk about mine. My scars are full of what should have been. 
and what could have been. My scars will tell you how it felt to be in the middle of the fire. My scars can tell you how hot the fire was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These scars can tell you what it was like to be caught and really be guilty. Yeah. These scars can tell you about how it is to be lonely. Yeah, yeah. These scars can tell you about how to be lied on and how others would believe the lie that they told on me. Yeah, yeah. These scars will tell you about being pregnant and having to determine the father by multiple choice. Yeah, yeah. These scars can tell you. Don't book your eyes. I'm right down your street. Yes, sir. These scars can tell you how it was to be caught in somebody else's house. And they wasn't my wife. They were somebody else's wife. And how it felt to hide under the bed and hope I don't get shot. These scars can tell you. These scars can tell you what it was like being out on the street and having no place to go. These scars can tell you. These scars can tell you how it was to be high and strung out and not even know how to get home. Yet, God brought you home. These scars could tell you. And the only way that Thomas would believe was through Jesus' scars. There are many waiting on you to quit lying and to show your scars. There's somebody waiting to hear your story. There are somebody waiting to see what you've been through. There is somebody waiting to know that they can make it if you made it. And God wants us to start sharing our stories. When people see scars on your physical body, they will come and ask you, how did that happen? Or where is that from? And it opens a door for you to give your story to tell what happened. Now, the majority of us in this room are African American. And in African-American society, as well as Egyptian and African society, they pass down their traditions orally. In other words, no one knew how to write. So what they would do is tell the story of their family to their children and make their children promise that they would share it to their children and their children and recant it and go over and over and over again. That's how your heritage was passed down, by oral tradition. We told of what God did for us, and then our children told of what God did yeah, for them, and, and they told what they did for us, and we told what we did, what they did, he did for our grandparents, and that tradition flowed down the generation line. God wants you to tell your tradition with him. Tell your story. So our scars makes us, gives us legitimation for graduation. Our scars tell a story about where we've been in our lives. And our lives. And number three and finally, our scars become our testimony. A scar is ugly. A scar is a, a, a mob that may have covered a place that was once smooth. A scar may have a keloid effect. 
which means it may bubble up and may look bad. A scar may have a discoloration that will change the color of normal, even-toned skin. But one thing, no matter how I hate a scar, I have to realize that a scar is a result of a wound that's been healed. Yeah, that's my testimony. Yes, I went through, yeah, but I came out. Yeah, anybody in the room that ever had a situation in your life that scarred you beyond the point of belief? You thought you'd never get over your situation. You thought you'd never get over your hurt. And every now and then you'll look back and see the remnant of what you've been through. But I came to tell you, be proud of your scar. Because that means whatever you went through, you came out of it. Whatever wound that was open in your life, the healing agent of God, it came and healed your scar. Yeah, sometimes you got to let your scars testify of the goodness of God. Sometimes you have to stand and say a few things and tell a few secrets in order for people to know if God could do it for me, he'll do it for you. Yeah, I'm on my way to my seat, but I came to tell you my scars have a testimony. Every time I look at these scars. It reminds me that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rise up against me shall be condemned. Every time I look at these scars, I realize that the Lord is my refuge and my strength. Every time I look at these I realize that I'm more than a conqueror. Y'all can look at me all you want to. I'm about to preach myself happy. Yeah, yeah. Every time I look at these scars, I realize greater, greater, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Every time I look at these scars, I realize that in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in the secret place of his tabernacle. Yeah. Oh, no. Every time I look at these scars, I realize that he's a keeper. Yes, he is. He's a keeper. Yes, he is. Every time I look at these scars, I realize that my God is a strong tower. The righteous can run in and be saved. Yeah. I dare you 
to look at your scars huh, and look at the story huh, behind your scars. Huh, your scars huh, show you dastardly things. Huh, your scars huh, show you damnable things. Huh, your scars huh, show you hurtful things. Huh, but in all of that, huh, look at it. Huh, your scars huh, also show you huh, that the Lord huh, is able huh, to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you ask, I think, I heard, I heard, I heard the Bible say that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, mount up above my scars as wings as a eagle I walk with my scars and not faint yeah I look at my scars and I realize that God is able yeah that's all I came to tell you there's a testimony in my skull. Yeah, yeah, I'm done now. Here you go, Mr. Hunt. But I told you my scars have a testimony.